Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It's six minutes after the hour of four o'clock. It's still the four o'clock hour. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Welcome to a Thursday afternoon edition of LTD Radio that we uh, that we call Bob Bernie Live. Uh, if you're new to the program, yeah, I went over the whole LTD thing in the last uh, segment or two. It simply means listen Think and discern. It's not an old-time Ford. All right? Joy and I had a a black LTD. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, my goodness. We took that thing to California once, and we took Joy's parents with us. Now, I want you to know, I loved my in-laws, my mother and father-in-law, and nobody enjoyed mother-in-law jokes more than my mother-in-law. They both had an incredible sense of humor. They've both been in heaven a long time, and uh, I miss them. So I, I just wanted to say this. But anyway, we, uh, we're we going to California, the four of us, in this Black Ford LTD. I don't remember what year it was. And so Joy and I, you know, we're packing light. There's going to be four of us. We're going all the way to California in the car. And uh, I told my mother-in-law, um, we, 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 got, we got to pack light. We, we, we do, you know. And so we pack up the car, we get in, and we go over to their house to pick them up. And, you know, they've got a couple of suitcases and, you know. And then this great big thing, uh, I... I don't remember whether it was a box or whatever, but there was like 20 pairs of shoes in this thing and a toaster. I looked at my mother-in-law and said, what are you doing? We have room for 20 pairs of shoes? She says, well, I need them. I need them all. I said, what about the toaster? We're going to be staying in hotels, motels. She's, well, you never know when you might want some toast in the hotel. <laughs> oh, whenever I think of LTD, the old Ford LTDs, I always think of that story. Well, we negotiated there in the driveway of their house, and we negotiated the number of shoes down, and I think we took the toaster back in the house. And we had a wonderful time. We did. Oh, my goodness. We had such wonderful times with uh, Joy's parents. But anyway, when we're talking about LTDs, I'm not talking about the old Ford cars. Listen, think, discern. All right. Uh, let's let's get into the uh, news of the day. Southwest Airlines is in the news again with one of their flight attendants. You may remember the name Charlene Carter. Charlene Carter was a flight attendant with Southwest Airlines for a number of years. And uh, she objected 
to her money from her wages going to the Transportation Workers Union of America, the TWU. You know, the union dues and so She objected to that because part of that money went to abortion. Charlene Carter is a Christian. She says, I can't do that. Um, if my union dues are going to support abortion, can't do it. And she wrote some social media posts about pro-life and so on. Well, Southwest Airlines fired her. And the uh, the union, which is supposed to support the employees, not the boss, uh, the Transportation Workers Union supported Southwest Airlines, didn't support her, and she was fired. Well, uh, went in and out of court, in and out of court. And if you will remember, it was, uh, I don't think it's been a year ago. Uh, Oh, it was July of 2022, last July. Charlene Carter was granted $5.1 million by a federal judge because she was discriminated against because of her religious beliefs. And I reported that to you. $5.1 million judgment. Well, that was July, last July, Southwest Airlines has not paid her. No. They want a retrial. I said that a, the, 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 a judge gave her that, uh, that settlement. No, I, I'm sorry. I need to correct. It was a jury decision. A jury decision granted her $5.1 million and declared that Southwest Airlines had discriminated against her religious beliefs. Well, Southwest Airlines hasn't paid, and they want a new trial. Well, they lost again, and Charlene Carter has won again. Uh, Judge Brantley Starr, District Judge Brantley Starr, Uh, has ruled against Southwest Airlines. He has rejected a request for a new trial, and he has demanded information from Southwest Airlines as to why they have not kept up the jury verdict. Uh, Judge Starr wrote, Southwest contends it was prejudice because the jury wasn't given the decision indicating that it thinks the jury, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The judge wrote that the company admitted it fired Carter for her religious beliefs. Quote, Carter holds a religious belief that abortion is wrong and that she must do whatever she can, including sending the communications at issue to save unborn babies. The judge went on. And as Southwest concedes, it fired her because it considered those communications to be policy violations and viewed those policies as conditions of Carter's employment. He also criticized Southwest's antipathy toward other people of faith. Quote, again, this is from the judge. 
Southwest's argument is this. Companies can sacrifice the faith of their employees on the altar of company policy because some employees dislike people of faith. Southwest's interpretation of the undue hardship standard for providing religious accommodations is as disturbing as it is deficient. Not only did he rule against Southwest Airlines, he gave them a slap down. Hmm. Is this part of the reason why, of all the airlines in America, Southwest has had all of the extreme problems in the last year? I don't know. That's above my pay grade, but um, I hope Southwest Airlines cleans up their act. I hope they have learned a lesson, and I hope they abide by the court's decision and pay the woman the money. I don't know. I don't think I'd be really excited to fly on Southwest right now. We'll see. All right, quick break. We'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. <laughs> I do this all the time now. It's not unusual. I'll read a story and I'll just shake my head and go, What? Are you serious? You can't be serious. Yeah, but evidently they are. Did you know that teaching fifth graders how to play musical instruments is racist, white supremacist, and could lead to violence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, teaching uh, fifth graders musical instruments. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up in Southern California, uh, music lessons were offered. Uh, I I wanted to play trumpet. I really wanted to play trumpet, but they were expensive. My parents were factory workers. We were blue collar, middle class, and they said you know, we we can't afford a trumpet. And so we looked at all the musical instruments, and one of the cheapest, I, I have no idea why, I wasn't involved in the <clears throat> negotiations, was violin. Violin. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was sure it was probably my mother. She was the musical one. My dad was not musical. Uh, uh, but my mother was. And I was informed that uh, I would be uh, taking violin lessons. I think that was, I think that was third grade. I think so. I had my little violin in my case and my little uh, what is it resin bar that you put on the the bow and all that. And I carried my little violin back and forth to school, and I took violin lessons. I am absolutely positive. I was the worst violin student in the history of my elementary school. 
I was terrible. I didn't particularly like it. Remember, I wanted to play the trumpet. And I, I was bad. I was I was really, really terrible. But almost everybody took up some kind of instrumental in some type of, of instrument. Well, let's go to Washington State. <clears throat> what do we know about Washington State? Uber left. What what do we know about the Uber left? Well, they kill everything they touch, including the teaching of music and instruments. Let me read the story for you so you know I'm not making this up. And I quote, A large school district in Washington state has canceled music lessons for fourth graders and fifth graders as the school board director linked teaching children to playing instruments to racism, suggesting that, and I quote, music lessons could inculcate and allow white supremacy culture to continue to be propagated and cause significant institutional violence. Do you see why I was shaking my head? Can I read that to you again? Uh, This is the uh, school board director. Linked teaching children to play instruments to racism. Suggesting that, and now here is the quote, music lessons could inculcate and allow white supremacy culture to be continued to be continue to be propagated and cause significant institutional violence. Uh, That is a quote from the school board director, Scott Cliff Thorne. (laughs) Goodness. Now, in order to understand the whole thing, and by the way, this is Olympia, Washington, which is a, a large school district. Uh, they're 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 trying to save money, and so the school board determined that if they got rid of fourth and fifth grade band instruments, et cetera, they could save a half million dollars, five hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So they gotta they gotta get rid of the music programs to save a half million dollars. How do they justify that? Well, here's how they justify it. Teaching kids to play musical instruments is racist, white supremacist. He said this, another quote from the school board director. We are a school district that lives in, is entrenched in, is surrounded by white supremacy culture. And that's a real Thing. And then he went on to say that teaching kids to play musical instruments is, what was the quote again, uh, could inculcate and allow white supremacy culture to continue to be propagated and cause significant institutional violence. Well, 
what if black kids are given equal opportunity to learn the instruments? Well, it's white supremacy. Well, but black kids are going to be playing the instruments too. How is that white supremacy? Well, his answer again, we are a school district that lives in, is entrenched in, is surrounded by white supremacy culture, and that's a real thing. Yeah. This is the uh, part of the program where I say, you can't make this up. Now, again, if you look deeper into the story, they're trying to save money. And they don't want to tick parents off, parents who want their kids to learn how to play instruments. So you make something up completely out of the air. Well, this could uh, propagate white supremacy. And and how this is going to cause violence? I, 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 well, I'll be honest, there were times that I wanted to hit somebody over the head with my violin, but I never did. But I suppose you put a violin in a kid's hands, it could be it could be a weapon, and you could poke somebody's eye out with that bow. So maybe it isn't so outrageous and outlandish. Oh my goodness. The far liberal left views everything, and I mean everything, through the lens of racism. And what does it do? It creates more division and more racism. 